All right, what's going on, everyone? Hunter Doyle here today from Philly Insider Podcast. It's just gonna be me. Everyone else from the pod is a little bit busy. So I'm just gonna be doing my, my wrap up on the game yesterday. Um, we all know how it ended. It was very ugly coming off the bye, having two weeks to prepare, and then you put that out on the field. Um, but before I get into this, stay tuned. We're gonna have an NBA draft live stream on Wednesday night. Me and Sanjay are about five picks before the Sixers come on. We'll probably start live streaming. And then tomorrow, Tuesday night, we are going to have a video on who we who we kind of think the Sixers should go after and like top five prospects and one sleeper we like for them. And then tonight we're also going to have a um, NFL midseason review coming out as well. So make sure you guys check out those. And yeah, let's just get into this. It was an ugly game yesterday. Um, let's start from the top down coaching. I mean, Doug Peterson was his his play calling was awful. Um, there was no one schemed open. I don't know how many times we saw that little um, motion into a bubble screen with, with Jalen Rager, and they didn't really do anything with it. You know, you're starting to get your offense moving. You're down 21-17, second and 10, and you bring in Jalen Hurts for a zone read, and it doesn't get any yards. And now you're in third and long, and you haven't converted third down all day because your play calling has been terrible on third down as well. Um, taking one yard out routes on third downs, you know, trying to trying to throw the deep ball in the wrong situation, just forcing it so much. I mean, it seems like every time we try to take a shot downfield, it's just not the right situation. It's way too forced, and there's nothing there. I mean, it's just frustrating because you have there is talent on this Eagles team. I think it's fair to say that, you know, we have you know Jalen Rager, who's honestly, if you look at the film, has looked pretty good. In his limited snaps, um, obviously, lim I say limited because he hasn't played much this season because of the injury, but he's looked good. He's been getting open, shaking corners. Um, you know, he's still got stuff to learn, but he he knows what he's doing out there. Like, you have him, you have Fulgham, who they, you know, I know a lot of people are saying Bradbury took him out of the game. I didn't get to watch the All-22 yet. I'll be able to give probably better analysis in the next pregame about what the Eagles need to do better, but... I mean, he wasn't really involved that much. And he moves around, too. Like, he's not just always on the outside. Bradbury moves around a little bit on there, on, on those two sides as well, the second there, or opposite sides of the, the formation, too. Um, he wasn't just following Fulgham the whole day. I mean, he, you saw him on Rager a few times. That's another thing. Fourth down, Doug Peterson goes with, you know, his, his best play on fourth and ten um, is just a little back shoulder throw to Jalen Rager, try to get him to make a contested catch. You know, not not the guy you want. I mean, Jalen can certainly make a contested catch. It's not his strength, though. For one, not the guy you want to try to make a contested catch against James Bradbury, mind you. And two, that's the best play call you've got. You don't have anything else to scheme someone open. Um, embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. He needs an offensive coordinator. He needs to give up the play sheet now. This is awful. And you have Miles Sanders, who is just absolutely going off. We'll talk about him in, in pass protection and receiving. But in terms of running the ball... Once again, averaging close to six yards a carry, you had Boston Scott break that big run, and you ran the ball 18 times between the two of them, 19 if you want to count Corey Clement. Man, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't even – Doug's run scheme was still pretty vanilla too, and Miles Sanders was still doing that. He was still doing that. And, you know, it's just like, why do you go away from this? Why do you try to air it out and, you know, try to be this offensive mastermind when you can just keep things simple? Um, let's talk about Carson Wentz too. I know a lot of people are saying he had a bad game. A lot of people are saying he played really good. Um, you know, there's a lot of bias that comes in with both of those. I think he, he did, he managed the game. 
That's my opinion. Um, he was the game manager yesterday. And you know what yesterday told me is that this scheme is reliant upon Carson Wentz playing hero ball, and that's why he's been playing hero ball this season. Because you you look at Carson Wentz right now, and you see, well, yesterday, you see 21 of 37, right? Well, first off, let's let's take the drops out of those. There was a couple drops in there as well. Um, and for those of you who are saying, well, they were dropped because it was inaccurate. Carson Wentz threw it behind Fulgham because there was the guy coming to his left and one of the only there was only one of the one of the reads that was open on that play. It probably wasn't anything else open. Again, I gotta look at the all twenty-two. Um, but you know, there's drops there. Um, there's another drop that was high to Goddard, but if he had thrown it low, it would have been probably picked off or deflected. So there's a reason why it looks a little inaccurate on some of those throws. So not everything is just Carson being inaccurate. It's it's actually him trying to place the ball nicely. So there's a few of those. There's also other plays where he got pressured so quickly because of Sua Opeta and Matt Pryor and even Jason Kelsey, um, who muffed a few snaps yesterday and wasn't great in pass protection. Because of those guys messing up in the, in the middle on the interior, he's running for his life trying to get rid of the ball. So there's incompletions from that too. And then there was stuff that got deflected at the line. You know, a couple times he tried to hit Sanders underneath, got deflected at the line. Other players got deflected as well. Um, so you gotta you gotta... You got to look at the context of everything. There was a considerable amount of incompletions that resulted from those few things that I just mentioned. So if you take those out and, and Carson, you know, has a little bit better of a situation, his completion percentage is going to look a lot better. Now, he only threw for two or eight yards because, um, like I said, he managed the game. He took the underneath route. Everyone's been complaining about him forcing things downfield and all that and not throwing the ball away. Well, today he threw or yesterday he threw the ball away. He did not force the ball downfield um, in unnecessary situations except when they took a shot with Rager. Um, not on the fourth and ten, there was another deep ball they took a shot with. But um, he really did not force the ball downfield. Um, and you look at it, there's not really guys schemed open, and you can't just live underneath the whole time. And look what happened when Carson Wentz managed the game. They lost by ten points. You know, you look at, and shout out to Johnny Page and Thomas Peterson because they were mentioning this type of stuff on Twitter. Um, Johnny Page mentioned, you look at the Rams and the 49ers, um, and, you know, you look at Jared Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo. Not necessarily the best QB talents, you know. Jared Goff, I, I think, doesn't really have the arm talent. Um, Jimmy G, not, not great decision-making. Well, you can criticize a bunch of things about them. But their coaches know how to make them comfortable. You know, the Rams got that jet motion, the re reverse around the back to the wide receivers that defenses have to worry about. They've got just inside zone runs off that jet motion, um, and they've got play action off of all of that. And Jared Goff really doesn't have to do anything. Um, obviously, yes, he still has to make the throws, but McVay makes it really easy on him, and you'll see that if you watch the Rams any day. Um, some defense can shut, defenses can shut it down, but majority of the time the Rams are able to move that ball down the field. Then you look at the 49ers, a lot of outside zone out of shotgun, um, some misdirection sometimes, very quick throws to just get the ball into your playmaker's hands. Jimmy D doesn't have to do a ton there, but it works because of the scheme. Doug Peterson, first off, does, he has a very vanilla run scheme, doesn't run the ball enough, and it still worked yesterday. He didn't even go to it. And, you know, there's nothing underneath to these playmakers. There's no screen passes to Jalen Rager. There's no end arounds, jet sweeps to Jalen Rager. They didn't get Travis Fulgham involved yesterday. They didn't get Dallas Goddard very involved yesterday. You know, and it's just like you got these quick out routes and these quick hitches in the middle of the field. It's like you can't just live off of that the whole game. The screen game has been non-existent this year. So 
you know, we, we can talk about Carson, his past eight games, but I'm just going over this game and his, my review for this past game. I mean, he managed the game. He did – He a lot of people wanted him to protect the ball. I don't know people are saying, well, he didn't just play good because he didn't have any turnovers. I'm like, well, yeah, but you also have to look at – he didn't really force anything either, and you have to look at how the few – early on, he had a few incompletions that were definitely not ideal, right? But – there were, I would say there was like two to three, three to four really bad throws from that game. Other than that, it was either tipped at the line. Um, it was guys not getting separation, the scheme not getting guys open, and I'm forgetting the other the other thing I mentioned earlier. But um, oh, throwing the ball away. That's it. Um, but yeah, you look at you look at that, and there's really like there weren't many plays to be made for Carson either. Like there wasn't really anything. Sp- spectacular he really could have done um and everyone's been complaining he's been trying to play hero ball well he didn't play hero ball yesterday so um yeah go watch the film give your analysis on it and then and then come back and tell me that he played really bad because I don't know what else he was supposed to do yesterday I mean there were he made the throws that he needed to make and you know let's talk about the offensive line like I said Sue Opeda Matt Pryor were, were awful. I mean, those guys just get pushed back immediately. So Opeta got pushed back right off the line to where he tripped Carson Wentz up. Everyone was like, oh, Carson Wentz tripped over the air. Because Sue Opeta got pushed back on, on the instant the snap was called and tripped him. So if you go back and watch that play, you'll see that. Like I'm not And like I said, I'm not going to defend um, Carson's games earlier from this year, but um, this game specifically, it, it'd be stupid for me to, to blame him for this loss. And... You know, look at the Ravens game. When we came back that game, was that really guys getting open? No, it was Carson just rolling out of the pocket, you know, extending the play, improvising. And that's what it's been a lot of the time we've come back in these games. It really hasn't been Doug scheming guys open. It's been Carson trying to make something out of nothing. And you look at Carson's whole career, a lot of the time that is why we've won games. 2017, teams just weren't really that prepared for it, and Carson did the same thing. So I'm really, I'm really just fed up with Doug, if you can't tell. But that, that's just my take on the whole Carson and Doug thing right now for this game specifically. Don't get it twisted. Um, receiving Richard Rodgers made the most of his time out there. Got a few catches, four catches, 60 yards. I was very pleased with him. Very surprised that he was that involved in the game. And, yeah, props to him. He's just become very good in the passing game, still contributing as a veteran tight end that we need. I, I would like to keep him around on a short-term, short-term deal for the future. Jalen Rager, like I said, still shaking guys. You know, if you watch the All-22, you're going to see him getting open a good amount of the time, four catches, 47 yards. I feel like we're just scratching the surface of what he can be. But with Doug Peterson, I don't know if we're ever going to see his potential there. Greg Ward, again, just completely reliable all the time, five catches, 39 yards, doing his thing. Um, Carson had a really nice throw, rolling to his left on play action, I believe it was. And um, he found Greg Ward, and he was getting pressure, and it was really nice arm angle, too, to get the ball to Greg Ward. That was a great play. Ward has just been consistent as always this year. You can't ask for more from him. Like I said, Goddard wasn't really very involved outside of those hitches underneath in the middle. I'd like to see him more involved in the coming weeks, um, but I've, I've kind of lost a lot of hope after this game. And Boston Scott, I mean, again, the Giants slayer had one catch for 11 yards and three runs for 63 yards. Obviously, the bulk of that came on that 56-yard run that maybe he's, he did step out on, but there really wasn't conclusive evidence. He, I don't know how he fit through the hole that, that that line created because he did have room to run and it was going to be a nice gain, but I don't know how he, he broke that off for that many yards. But, yeah, great run by him. The running game was great once again, but we didn't go to it enough. Um, 
like I said, Travis Fulgham, not really involved. I have to go back and watch the film because it's not just, guys, it's not just like James Bradbury is just on him every time locking him up. Sometimes they're playing zone coverage. Sometimes they're playing man. Sometimes Fulgham is in the slot. Sometimes Bradbury is on the opposite side of the field covering Jalen Rager or someone else. It's not just like Fulgham got locked up by him. I mean, it's in my opinion, it's more Doug. But again, I'm going to go back and watch the film and see how Fulgham did before I make my final judgment on him. And then Alshon Jeffrey got one target. Wentz did miss him. But other than that, he really wasn't a part of the game plan. I'm hoping he'll be involved in the red zone moving forward. But there wasn't really much, much that they asked him to do in this game. And then moving on to the defense, guys. Um, oh, not not to mention that the Jalen Hurts package, which I was talking about earlier. It's just it's not working, and they're trying to use it to justify the second round pick. You know, if if Carson maybe, you know, this is just a theory, but maybe he said I'm going to retire if I get injured again. Maybe that's why they drafted Hurts. Um, if that's the case, then or he's the replacement for Wentz. Be nice to just know that. Um, maybe that is the case, but. It feels like they're just using him on these zone reads and all that stuff to just justify the second round pick. And it just hasn't hasn't really done anything. It's gotten a few first downs here and there, but I mean obviously the Ravens game it kind of energized the offense, but I don't think we ended up scoring on that drive that he got got us going. So yeah, that I, I just don't understand the usage of him and what the plan was bringing him in and why he's here. Um, because if you're gonna replace Carson Wentz, I'd I'd rather I'd rather get someone more potent and um Potent's not the right word, but more like not so inexperienced and so raw, and also that has issues with accuracy and other stuff like that. So I don't know. We'll we'll see about that. But moving on to the defense, this secondary man, um, Monte Maddox. I, I say this just about every time we do a podcast on here. He's a slot corner or safety long term. He played both of those his rookie year. He did really well in both of those roles. He even did well outside his rookie year, but as time has gone on, they've tried to make him an outside corner, and he's clearly not a fit there with his size. And, you know, he only got burned. There was the one big one where he got burned yesterday, but, like, he's been burned more than once on the outside. We, we know that. Um, I just – I'm really tired of seeing it, and I like Avante because I think he has potential, like I said, at free safety or slot. I don't know why they don't move him there, um, especially with the safety position. There's Jalen Mills on a one-year deal, Will Parks on a one-year deal. Rodney McLeod on a two-year deal. You're going to need guys there in the future. You need youth there. Um, you only really have Kayvon Wallace for the youth there. I don't I don't think Marcus Epps is going to be a long-term answer. So it would be smart to move Maddox there, in my opinion. Nikel Roby Coleman has been an absolute bust this year. I'm tired of him. I, I want him out of here. He's just taking away uh, snaps from Craven LeBlanc at this point, and he's not making the most of them at all. I mean, he got torched again yesterday. Him and Maddox both didn't get their head around, but... Roby Coleman's supposed to be that guy who is experienced, will get his head around on that type of play. He's been burned all year. And you can go back and watch all the film, even when he's not getting targeted. He's still getting burned. Um, so I, I've, I've just about had it with NRC. He's obviously just been a bust and this, just a terrible signing. Of course, of course, when he comes here, he's terrible. But, um, yeah, I'm a little disappointed in Marco Manuel too, because he's the defensive backs coach, and that group has not played well this year, in my opinion. You've got, you know, Darius Slide, guys, he didn't have a good game yesterday. It's hard to be mad at him because of what he's done during his time here, but not a good game. I mean, Slayton, Slayton was cooking on him. Slay had tight coverage on almost every pass. I'll give him that. Um, you you got to give him credit where credit is due, but not what you would expect out of Darius Slay. I think he will bounce back, but, you know, we need to – we need to see if he's going to get torched, it's going to be really hard for us to win games. And 
He's got um, Jarvis Landry coming up next week. Um, DK Metcalf, and then he's got Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, and DeAndre Hopkins to finish out the year. And and you also got, you know, the Cowboys, you got um Murray Cooper and Michael Gallup and all that. Obviously, that's a different story because he's already played Washington and Dallas. But point being, you've got very talented receivers coming up. Darius Slay has got to play better. Um, and, and I know it's one game. I'm not going to freak out over it, but this better not be a sign of things to come because he's got to step it up versus these these top talents uh, moving forward. Um, you know, Will Parks in the secondary got six defensive snaps yesterday. Why why are we bringing him in on a one-year deal to be that versatile guy in the secondary if we're not going to use him at all? I, I don't understand. Someone please explain that to me in the comments because my mind is just blown as to why he played six defensive snaps yesterday in a divisional game with with the NFC East race um, kind of continuing on now. Um, Ronnie McLeod continues to play well. I mean, I feel like he's done a fine job in his role. Again, got to go back and watch the All-22, but I, I've been pleased with how he's played this year. I don't have any complaints about him. Uh, Jalen Mills, it, I mean, you know, still missing assignments here and there. It, I'm just getting sick of him talking on the field and not doing anything, you know? Like, just just shut up and play, man. Defensive line was awful. These guys got moved off the ball every single time. There was room for Wayne Gallman to run every single snap. There was no hope in stopping the run yesterday. Alex Singleton did pretty well. He did have 16. I know he's a linebacker. I'm switching over a little bit, but he did have 16 tackles. But at the same time, there were some tackles he missed and some plays he kind of missed his assignments. So he's got to work a little bit on that. But 16 tackles is 16 tackles, and he had nine solo and a tackle for loss. TJ Edwards with 12 tackles as well. They're really starting to develop into that um, that kind of the future of this linebacking core. Still got some issues to work out, but you know it's it's better they work these issues out now rather than in the future. But that interior defensive lineman, I mean Malik Jackson getting rough in the passer. Um, you know Javon Hargrave got a sack, but I mean he hasn't really done or half a sack hasn't done a ton. Fletcher Cox same hasn't hasn't really been producing lately. He did have a sack yesterday, but it was on a hail mary. Hail mary. Those three guys have got to step it up because. Like I said, they got moved off the ball instantaneously yesterday. And yeah, it you just especially this Giants offensive line and Kevin Zeitler went out of the game too at one point. And he's really their only competent offensive lineman there. And I know that I know they have some potential in the offensive line. And maybe that was that was showing yesterday and those guys are growing. But in one week, man, come on. I mean, and this with how with how how much money we have invested in this defensive line, it's gotta be better. Josh Wett not containing the edge on that that zone read that Daniel Jones that led to a touchdown. Come on, man. I love Josh Sweat, but you've got to be better than that. That is a simple assignment that you just need to know, and that reflects back on Jim Schwartz too. Josh Sweat got that figured out the rest of the game, but that, that are already given up a touchdown. And they ran it against us a few weeks ago. Why, why is that a surprise now? They've ran it like 20-plus times the whole season since Saquon Barkley has been out. Why is that such a, such a surprise that we couldn't prepare for that this game? So, yeah. Defense, not very pleased with that performance. T.Y. McGill taking advantage of the snaps he's getting. I've been pleased with that. Rudy Ford, I mean, great special teamer, making tackles on special teams. But, yeah, guys, overall, frustrating game. You know, I don't know what to say, guys. This team is awful. Let's just let's just say it how it is or tell it how it is. Um, you know, we got the Browns next week who have – I mean, we just got cooked by Wayne Gallman and, uh, and Alfred Morris. And now you've got to go and play. Um, 
who's it? The Browns and uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, not to mention Kevin Stefanski's run scheme is just flawless. And then, you know, we've got that murderer's row stretch with uh, Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, and Arizona. I still think we're going to win the division just based on the other teams' schedules in this division as well. Um, you know, we're probably going to end up beating Dallas again. You know, I don't want to assume that because Garrett Gilbert did look pretty good. But um, Washington, I feel like we can get revenge on. But, I mean, what does it mean losing in the first round this year after the way the season has gone? Guys, our, our, we are an Evan Engram drop away from our two, our only two wins this year being against Ben DiNucci and Nick Mullins. That should tell you all you need to know about this team. This is awful. Doug needs to, to get an offensive coordinator to call the plays. Press Taylor needs to get out of here. Jim Schwartz, I think a lot of it was lack of execution yesterday from his players, but he's got to fix some stuff as well. There's a lot of problems with this team, guys. I'm, you know, Obviously, I'm going to still be cheering for them throughout the year. I'm still going to be excited on game day, but it's tough to be excited when you have a team like this just – with so much, not so much talent, but enough talent to win games for sure. And the coaching is really failing them. So, yeah, I don't know what else to say. The front office is failing them too. And, you know, we'll see what happens this week. Stay tuned for that NBA draft live stream. Stay tuned for the NBA draft stuff. But, yeah, thank you guys for watching. I just, I don't even know what else to say at this point with, with this team. So, <laughs> run, baby, run. Fly goes fly. And I'll see you guys next time.